Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we welcome you to the Wrestling is Ridiculous podcast. I'm Caleb Graff. I'm Colin Smith. And we have a third today, special guest, Jay Jones. Hey guys, I'm Jay Jones. I'm the cousin, the older cousin of these two. So, you mentioned that you're an older cousin. Uh, you've got a very specific uh, wrestling fandom that you recall, mm-hmm. and it just so happens to be, I think, the consensus favorite of this podcast. Yeah, should be everybody's favorite, really. Absolutely. We're talking about none other than the Attitude Era. So, um, last couple of days, I, I to get ready for this, uh, I was doing some research to uh, research, just yeah. getting drunk and watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, research, yeah, research <laughs> and development. Have, we have the fun podcast where we just get drunk and watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Um, so I go to watch an episode of Monday Night Raw from July nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. I went to an event with Jay uh, a long time ago when I was. I don't think ten, maybe ten, eleven. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was ninety nine, and it was a it was a live raw. It was that particular raw. I was thinking that was the one that he went to me with, or went with to oh with me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Words. Yeah. Yeah. Words. How do they work? You know. Sometimes. You know. Uh, so it turns out that that was not the event. We had went to a uh, random other house show in probably nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And uh, but so we watched that and. Um, so, Attitude Era. Who who are some of your favorites? Uh, definitely, The Rock. Yes. Triple H. Uh, I loved early Degeneration X with oh. uh, was it uh, X Pac and Triple H and Shawn Michaels mm. um, and Bi- Billy Billy Gunn Billy Gunn Mr. S Yeah Mr. S. Yeah I I, lo- I loved watching a lot of those events back in the day and uh, just to let warn you all uh, at on this podcast. We will only use the words shit, damn, and uh, bitch, and ass. At no point, no point, you hear me? No point in this podcast will we ever, ever use the words fuck, goddamn, cunt, or cocksucker. Not a single point in this podcast. Not any fucking point in this podcast will we use those words. Fuck that. Yep. So yeah, the DX, uh, Triple H, Rock. Uh, what uh, Kane? I, guess... uh, I loved watching Masked Kane. I was actually yes. quite yeah. sad when he took the mask off. Oh, yeah. Me too. I loved the whole mysterious, uh, near nearly indestructible monster with a mask yeah. kind of character. I thought that well, was one like of the. A, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's like a Michael Myers type. Yeah, never dies. No matter what you do, he doesn't die. Like shoot him several times, turn away, then look back, and suddenly he's gone. Yeah. It's it's like with the Kane character. Um, I kind of understood where they were at, but I I think that, that was one of the characters you should just leave masked. I know yeah. that at some point you wanna you wanna uh, propel his character so mm. that you have to do something that gives the people sort of what they want. Yeah. They want to break through that like you know wall and see him. But to me, there's nothing wrong with him. He's still a solid wrestler. Yeah. But it was just the character was so like he said mysterious, almost indestructible. You should have kept him. That way. I also love the whole dynamic between the Kane, the Undertaker, and Mankind all being like brothers or something. Was it? It was or? like they had yeah, Undertaker yeah. and Kane were brothers, and Mankind got involved from Paul Bear just because he was like the guy that he he yeah. kind of had Undertaker's number for a couple years. Yeah. That was like the angle. 
Paul Bear like turned on Undertaker and went with Mankind. And Undertaker yeah. couldn't believe like I, I beat the hell out of this guy every single fucking time we're out there, and it's just he won't die. Like right. and he couldn't get over that. Like yeah. he couldn't destroy Mankind like he did everybody else. Yeah, right. It, it, I just love I love that dynamic because all of them had an element of horror or supernatural to them. Yeah, like Mankind yeah. was really kind of a element of horror, and then he's he was the like guy sadistic. with the disassociative identity. Or back in the day, we would have said yeah. split identity or mm-hmm. split. Split personality kind of thing going on in the but, boiler room. Yeah, the boiler room matches him ripping at his hair, <clears throat> screaming, punching monst- himself. Yeah, a monster made by humanity versus yes, right. the other two just already being some sort of unnatural entity. Yeah. You know. Yes. Uh, I love that mystique, and of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The it's probably undoubtedly my favorite of all, just because of. Yeah. Like I love all the other ones, like The Rock. I love them so much, but. The Stone Cold Steve Austin at that time will always have a, a place on my heart. I didn't really own any wrestling shirts at that time except for a Stone, an Austin 316 skull shirt yeah, back yes. in the day. But I loved, I loved The Rock and you know everyone else too. Yeah, you know, Austin, it, it almost doesn't make any sense because I don't think that – I mean he kind of is that character sort of. Yeah. I mean just turned up. That's what they always say about yeah. wrestlers. It's like the best wrestlers are – the exact personality of the person they're portraying just times a thousand, basically yep. to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how he is. But to me, I have never, I've never been a big country music fan. I'm not an outdoors person. Um, so he's kind of like the, the quintessential redneck character. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense, but I fucking loved him. He's like one of my all-time favorites. I just, I just love the chaos. I love how he, he, it was always when he showed up, it was special. Mm-hmm. He was their biggest star, but you didn't see him all the time. Yeah. Um, the, the recreational vehicles, all the <laughs> yeah. trucks and the beer truck. He was the unpredictable wild card. Oh my yeah. God. And yeah. also he had the whole, uh, you know, it was like the, the blue collar. He was the blue collar champion. It was like right. for everyone who ever hated their boss. Yeah. He, you get to live vicariously through Stone Cold Steve Austin and kick the shit out of your boss for that, one You day. hit the nail on the head. They, they, they explain he, that all the time. That's why he was so relatable. And they, they, they knew they had gold with that. And you knew that if Stone Cold was in a segment that it was going to be a good segment. Like, no matter what. Right. He was just always on the fucking top of his game. Always just doing shit that doesn't even make sense, but it's just fucking cool. And I, hilarious, and like you said, he was just cool. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a good guy. He really wasn't a bad guy. He was a neutral guy. Yes, One he was really in it for himself. Who, not for anyone else, really. Himself, maybe the fans. And yeah. sometimes Jr. randomly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a weird relationship. <laughs> um. So on that on that um that kind of subject uh, that goes to like just his his character and just the way they used him. Uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about that episode that we watched, just because it was. I mean, it was uh, it was one of the. Uh, not only one of the crucial times in the McMahon yeah. Austin era, but it was just uh, really cool for them to be in Lexington at a live raw, and uh, that was like the coolest thing I remember, I've, yeah, I remember doing when I was July, a child. July thirteenth, ninety nine, nineteenth, nineteenth. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, really uh, close to my birthday. I'm pretty sure that was for yeah, my birthday. Right. That I went. Um, but just like we were saying about like you never knew where he was going to be mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, first segment, they come out. They have like the corporate ministry at the time. They do a bunch of talking. One of our favorite Triple H, uh, Undertaker, back and forth, just mm-hmm. because of the way Triple H is dressed. Yeah, I try to emulate how he's dressed all the time. Yeah, uh, same jean shorts, fanny pack combo. Yeah, because I, 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 it's just the memory in my head. I'm like, he looks so awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it cracks me up. Hilarious. Um, 
So they have a back and forth. Austin comes out uh, with a blood mobile. Blood mobile. Because yeah. that Sunday, they're going to have a first blood match. And whoever, basically, if he loses or wins, McMahon leaves, Austin leaves. It's like a loser leaves, you yeah. know. Um, wrestling, right? Like the leave the company yeah is that how leaves, it was? leaves the wwf forever okay never to be seen again <laughs> yeah. so uh my aunt had gave me the iggy on that mm-hmm. had let me know in her office she worked for the central kentucky blood center and she said that like watch out like she didn't tell me exactly what was going to happen but like they did they're doing something with our company like so all of a sudden this man drives a blood mobile in, and mm-hmm. she's like, that's one of our things. And I always thought that was really cool because it was almost like a, a, a piece of like the thing. Like an insider I lo- thing. Well, the piece of something that I loved the most was, like, brought back home because, like, I knew, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know her. She's my aunt. And, you know, it's, yeah. they, they, they ordered the blood mobile from them. I think they ended up buying it, too, because he cracked the windshield. Yeah, they definitely have to uh, pay because Austin goes to, like, get on top of it for the promo. Yes. And just foot goes straight through the windshield as he's climbing it. What's your favorite? He, he uh, drives RVs and stuff so much, he should have just like modified that blowmobile into like an RV and just drove it <laughs> yeah. around for a while or something. <laughs> What's your favorite, um, just on that line, uh, vehicle segment that he ever did? Like, you know, the, he just uh, had all the crazy things. Okay, so there was a, a couple. I mean, because there are so many classics with him. You gotta love the when he steals a Zamboni and drives it through the doors, and, <laughs> and everyone's trying to stop him. I think someone's actually holding on to the back of the Zamboni, being drugged down the aisle for a moment when he's got when he's got it, yeah, and no he doubt. slams it into the ring, and then jumps off the top of it mm-hmm. and just starts kicking ass. And of course, uh, I loved uh, he filled McMahon's limo up with cement one time. Yeah, that was awesome. His Corvette. Yeah, yeah. and it just is completely destroyed it. And I was like, oh man, the like, imagery is so cool because it buds when it starts filling yeah, up when the, the, windows, the windshields out. Yeah. There's so many car fans right now that are just like <laughs> crying tears of <laughs> yeah. blood when yeah. they see that. Yeah, <laughs> the car guys are really upset about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, some of the. Um, oh well, what about you? What, what's your favorite I mean, Austin moment? Probably the beer truck. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay, I knew there were so many. I knew that some yeah. of, something got lost, but yeah, because then he hoses everyone down yeah. with the beer. He hoses McMahon down. He's like trying. He's like acting like he's like swimming in the beer, pretty much. I was gonna mention like, that, like the way he sells it. I had, so ne- good, I had never paid attention to that before the other day when somebody uh, sort of mentioned it on uh, something on Instagram, uh, and I'm like WrestleBot. Yeah, or and I'm so I'm looking at it and. This is how good wrestling is. Like, he made me believe that he was getting that, like, soaked in the beer that he was having to, like, swim away. And then he, like, it, you look at it again and you're just like, okay, so he's just getting sprayed. He's yeah. Acting, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Spitting it out and swimming and stuff. Yeah. Uh, from that episode, uh, maybe won't go episode, you know, bit by bit, but um, just some of the guys in there. We're looking at a. Uh, Road Dog China in a match. Uh, Kane and X-Pac are a tag team at this time. Val Venus is a... What's your thoughts on Val Venus? Because uh, that's one of our absolute favorites. Yeah. He's definitely, like, he's funny and fun. Uh, now he's probably too much of a predator, I guess you'd say, or something. <laughs> but uh, I just... Oh, hello, hello, ladies. <laughs> and so I, used to, I used to have, uh, just before VHSs stopped being made altogether, I found and bought the... The funniest moments of WWF. It was still WWF at that time, so I'm going to say WWF. Oh, God, I'd love but, it. Just so and mad. I watched that. So I wish I hadn't gotten rid of it because it was amazing. It was hilarious. It literally had some of the best moments in it. And there was one in there with Val Venus where he just walks into the bathroom. There's a cameraman in the restroom, apparently. Yeah. And Val Venus oh, walks up. TV. Yeah, yeah. Val Venus is like 
using a urinal, and then the Big Show walks in next to him, and uh, Val Venus just like <laughs> looks over the divider between the uh, urinals, and he's like, <laughs> "They call you the Big Show," yeah. and just like shakes his head, and then you see like, uh, "What world like, is that in?" Big, Big no Show one does that. Big Show just like shakes it off real quick, and then you just hear him go taking this big breath as he grabs Val Venus from the back of the <laughs> yeah. head and slams his forehead into the tile wall and then walks off. Yeah, that was amazing. So I remember good. that, yes. They had probably the sleaziest, dirt baggiest uh, segments from GTV. Yeah. And uh, what that was promoting what now? It was... Um, there was, like, no payoff There's really no, like, nobody really knows... But the rumor has always been that it was going to be the return of Gold Dust. Okay. And that's why it was like kind of the sleazier stuff is because okay. his character was so like over the top, so yeah, yeah. kind of sexual oriented. Well, it was him. Like, it was all. It was always them catching some of the superstars in like the most like terrible positions. Yeah. Like when the the posse was running that the the shower train on Tory Runnels, like yeah. the Mean Street Posse, Shane yeah. McMahon's friends. You recall them at all? They're all in sweater vests. I sort of remember that. There was a random GTV segment, just like how you're speaking on about Val Venus, where it was just like the Mean Street Posse. They were, they did this a lot in wrestling. They would never show it, but they would insinuate that Terry Runnels was just getting taken into uh, the shower by each one of them and just ran fucking through. Like yeah, so, uh, yeah. And then the, the big yeah. fat guy like doesn't get a turn, yeah. and he's like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. A yeah. little off topic, but not off topic. Was Val Venus the one where they had a, a whole bit where uh, if he lost the match, like he had a feud with someone, uh, and he was like, I'm going to choppy choppy your pee pee. Uh, he absolutely was. Yeah. And then they had the guy with the katana come in. Yep. Something you Kai would never. What was his name? Kai and Tai. Yeah. It was a, a group of Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, Japanese wrestlers. And of course. And they were the most stereotypical racist. <laughs> so underrated, though. Yeah. Uh, Ta- Taka Michinoku was a New Japan uh-huh. legend that I didn't know at yeah, the time watching. Actually, the most famous out of them so was uh, uh, Dick Togo. <laughs> Dick Togo. Dick Togo. Yeah. Hell of a name. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it. just for the, the listeners out there, I think this whole feud was like. If he lost the match or something, or even if he didn't well, lose the match, they were just going to uh, find him and like he, uh, chop off his penis. The or manager for Kai and Tai, his wife Val, had been making eyes at. Yeah, okay, got mm. it. So he was going to just take care of the problem, choppy choppy pee pee. And, and, and Val had made more than eyes with her. Yes, yeah, and you know it also because he's Val that he had fucked her. Yeah, like in some right. segment. You know what? Uh, what was uh, Mr. Yamaguchi? Is yeah, that? Yamaguchi-san. Yeah. They would yeah. call him. How many segments do you remember from Val Venus back in the day where there was it was like, you know, somebody's girlfriend or somebody's sister uh-huh. and it would just pop up on the Titantron and it would be like Val Venus in a bed talking sleazy. Yeah, there to the just guy. happens to be and a camera all of a sudden, guy there. Here well, comes a woman up under the Well he wouldn't be like talking. It would pop up and he would just be like <laughs> breathing heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact I remember Terry Reynolds. Yeah. Yamaguchi-san. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm Ryan Shamrock. Mm. Um, King Shamrock's sister. Yeah. Uh, Not who, actually who, King Shamrock's uh, sister. Mr. Ass also had relationships with, yeah. or mooned her or yeah, something. Yeah, mooned her. And that mooned was just... Her and that was... That made Ken snap. Oh, and uh, Ken snapped an awful lot. Yeah, he snapped most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, there was. I mean, I think most segments were just kind of 
if it involved Val Venus that you you knew there was some sexual harassment going on at some point. You couldn't do that character now, but Absolutely just not. a character that didn't have a like a a wild lengthy run, but I can remember so much about him just because it's just it yeah. just doesn't make any sense why they allowed that. Yeah, like they, it's so funny, but you're like, wow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they set this whole thing up on stage, like they were actually going to cut yeah. a guy's penis off, like on a show, a live show, and it's like you know that they wouldn't go through with I that. I think he went, and it was like a salami or something that they cut. It yeah. was a salami, and and also uh, they insinuated that he got out of it because it was apparently in a freezer and it got cold, and mm-hmm. he had yeah, shrinkage. Shrinkage. <laughs> 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 They cut the that lights. That was the term. Yeah, they cut the lights and somebody... Uh, somebody helped Val. They yeah, cut the light. And, and they put a, a salami in, in place and well, they cut the salami. What can I say, Val? Venus is a grower. Yeah. <laughs> Not a shower, ladies. Yeah, the, big, the big Val Boski. Oh my god. Yeah, good good shit. Um, so Val, uh, Mr. Ass, badass Billy Gunn. Yeah. What a, what a wild character. It sucks because... My memory of Billy Gunn and there was another one that was Road Dog and Road Dog is really starting to fade now. Yeah, because oh, even though they were around for a while, it's just like it's been they disappeared. They went so long, and then I was missing Degeneration X so much, and then it came back, and it just having it come back a second time makes the time when Billy Gunn and um, Road Dog Road Dog were in it together seemed that much further back so I yeah. guess my my brain's just starting to lose the memories of that but I love when they brought DX back the second time uh, I borrowed the DVD from my friend and watched it and it, it was so funny it just became so goofy one of my favorite well, they scenes were, they were bad guys at this point yeah but yeah, yeah it was but a it lot was only, funnier but it was only Sean and, and Triple H yeah when they uh, came back in 06 oh okay, okay yeah okay. yeah. but I loved like there was like a scene where finally everyone in the arena had had their shit and his like got tired of their shit and it's like they had a hit put out on them and the Triple H and Sean were just like walking through like backstage back stadium one day yeah. mm-hmm. talking to each other and like people keep trying to just try to take them out of nowhere and keep failing <laughs> like they walk past the ladder and a guy's like ah! but he like jumps too yeah. late and just lands on the concrete <laughs> yeah. behind them a lot they just keep, of slapstick and yeah, they just keep the shit. conversation yeah. going Probably it's like a Looney Tunes or walk, yeah. walking at one point and uh I think like Triple H just like puts his arm in front of Shawn Michaels and somebody just runs past and like <laughs> yeah. hits the wall. He just like stops him for yeah. a second so the guy can run by like right. wildly coyote and smashing. Was really, the wall. really funny when he wanted to do that yeah. kind of character. Oh yeah. Uh I thought you were talking about because they initially broke up. Triple H kind of did like a split. Well then as he's still a bad guy, like a heel, they get back together, all of them. Okay, right? Yeah. So they get back together and this is during when SmackDown first comes about. And one of my favorite oh, yeah. DX things is whenever there was a night where Austin was after Triple H, but uh, he was he was after after no, all of the Generation X. He, he was, was hunting. That's Triple what I'm saying. H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he starts hunting DX. That's awesome. I want to watch this. He, he oh, bear yeah. traps one of them. Like he Billy? ensnares one in a, in a like a net. Yeah. Oh my God! It's 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 gold. That's yeah. a movie, right? Because Austin's is. like he's like dressed in full camo and he's it's like, like yeah, he's got like a ghillie suit on. Oh my God! Redo so that uh, that old story. Was it called the Greatest Game with with yeah, Austin uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Dangerous game. Yeah, most dangerous game where the guy is hunting humans because they're the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah do yes. that with Austin. That'd be aw- that, that'd be amazing. That, I mean, that's a movie that should be made. Yeah, uh, the condemned. The condemned kind of was that. Yeah, <laughs> it was wasn't it? Which movie. actually, I didn't know it at the time, uh, but later on, the condemned was also a kind of a ripoff of uh, Battle Royale, which is a Japanese 
book and comic and okay. uh, movie where they put these uh, kids like the, uh, apparently in Japan all the t- kids are getting to be too disrespectful to adults so to teach them a lesson one day on a school trip they actually gas all the kids on this bus and then they put them on an island and they put those explosive devices on them like the collars mm-hmm. and they give each of them a different weapon and they say you have to go out and you have to kill each other and the last one alive this is J- uh, Japanese of course yeah. you know? it's, so it's much more extreme mm-hmm. than what we got later on Amer- which was America's version is just having Stone Cold Hunt uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, or, and or Hunger Games yeah the Hunger yeah. Games that's another that's another yeah. that's a yeah. very which, which thing. all that stuff is in its own way cool yeah, but I like that idea. Yeah. Anyway, I like so. seeing different takes on it. But the, absolutely, but it was extreme, man. There was gore and blood, oh, and, sure. and, uh, and you had to get off of certain points on the island. Like certain areas would become like uh, out of out of zone or whatever. And if you didn't get out of there in time, your device would automatically explode. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's wild. Good stuff. Um, so a uh, couple other guys of the era. Um, well, actually, you know what? I, I feel like we should just go ahead and do the uh, the characters. Because you know we're getting we're getting a little close on this little mini episode of wrestling is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, shoot, buddy, we're gonna we're gonna do a um. What if you if you had a singles, uh, competitor gimmick, what would it be? Move set, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Jay's gonna go first, and uh, he's got something. All right, guys. So my idea was uh, Jolly Roger Jay. Jolly Roger. He's Jay. a pirate from Kentucky. Okay. And they're like, "Why is there a pirate from Kentucky?" And Jim Ross is like, "Well, I got lights, you know, or something like that." And <laughs> yeah. he's dressed like an old school pirate. I see that. He's dressed. <laughs> he's dressed like an old school pirate. You know, maybe even has one eye patch on. Uh, comes down the ring. He, I'm a small guy, so this guy's also small. So he has to be more like Rey Mysterio, where he's just very agile and quick and does a lot of acrobatic flips, but he's not like a powerhouse with super strong hits or anything. Right. Uh, uh, but hey, you know he's a he's a salty limey bastard from Kentucky, and uh, so his, some of his gimmicks are like all right. One thing is it, it, he he can start a fight with one eye patch on, but yeah. if the if the if the shit gets tough and he's getting serious. You don't want to see him take that eye patch off because, by God, he has death perception now. Don't get in his sights. You know, he's going to kick your ass, you know. Yeah. And so that's when you know he's really angry. He takes off the eye patch. That's like, <laughs> it's when like taking down the strap. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, uh, what, or like uh, Hulk Hogan when he's like just getting real red and starts beating hulking himself. Up. And, yeah, hulking yeah. up, you know. Oh. Uh, but he could. Uh, like, I thought one thing he could do is like sometimes they could like modify a Zamboni or something for like a pay per view, and he have like an actual like something that looks like a, a sail ship come down the the ramp to great, the great yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah, a sail ship coming down to the ramp, and he like rope swings from the mast into the ring with whatever belt he's defending, like in between his teeth, like a sword. Yeah, and uh, some of his moves would be uh, some of his iconic moves would be the saber slap. He uses this mostly on people who aren't wearing a shirt, mm-hmm. where he uh, backhand slaps your chest in one direction with one hand, and then again the opposite direction with the other hand, like he's crossing your chest with an X. And you know that would feel good. Uh, no, and another thing he could do would be like the cannonball crush or something, okay. where he'd run at you, maybe even come off, bounce off the ropes and run at you, and basically launch his whole body at you, but pull up like a cannonball and smash his body into you. And then his his finisher, like his coolest move, that people would be all like ready to see would be something he does like if you're already kind of down on the mat and uh or you know 
it, it's harder to do if you're not on the mat, but if you're like laying on the mat, he'll do kind of like uh, Undertaker. Is it called old school? Where he gets up on the ropes. Yes. And he, he walks across the ropes, but he faces the crowd instead of looking inside the ring. And he and it's called walk the plank. So he like salutes the crowd just before he does like a backflip off and lands on him for the pin. And, very, uh, very creative moves uh, here. And of course, some of his other gimmicks would be, but uh, he keeps limes in his pocket, lime slices in his pocket. So, like for a dirty move, he could, like squeeze lime juice into someone's eye, or or even put like a lime, like a slice of lime in their mouth, just like shove it yeah. in their mouth, like he put a whole lime, and then he would eat like a piece of lime himself, and then just like slap their face with the lime in their mouth. Oh, or uh, or even better, if they get color, is it called get, make yeah, color? Yeah. Like they get blood on them and stuff. His dirty move could be he takes one of those out and squirts <laughs> lime juice on it. Yes. I can just see Jim Ross. My God, he's squeezing lime juice on an open wound. You know how much that burns. <laughs> Good shit. And yeah, uh, that's, that's that's basically like Jolly Roger J. That's awesome. I like man. that. Oh man, I uh, I had one that's uh, not super creative, but I just as we were talking about Val Venus, I just love when it just gets, uh, and and that's not really me, but um, I love when stuff gets hyper across the line sexual because it just <laughs> it it just it yeah. tickles me, dude. Yeah. I swear it's it, it makes me laugh so much. So mine was a uh, Mac the Milf Hunter, and I just befriend all the boys and try to then. Uh, fuck all their moms, right? Yeah, yeah. All my moves are just as tasteless as Val Venus is. Like you know, his was like the money shot. Like I want mine all to be just suit. And I can't even really think uh, specifically, but I want them all to just be just dirtbag filthy. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into too much detail. Like I, I wanted to, but I, I'm sitting there. It's really hard to do that. But that's the kind of character I want it to be. Ultimate sleaze. Um, because I'm a huge Valvines fan, I think Joey Ryan's fucking awesome. That yeah. that cracks me up. Like, yeah. I think that is what I like about wrestling. Right. Um, so yeah, it would just be it would just be dirtbaggery. I would have a lot of segments versus actually action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would be the guy that would be in the back, like just like making good friends with people, just to then try to fuck their moms. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. like, and of course, there there's a scene where they're all just where all the boys are like talking in like the back room, and suddenly oh, they start realizing that he's done the same thing to all their yeah, moms. And then I'm like, whoa! And so then that's when they gotta team up against <laughs> them, you know? <laughs> oh, then they would have a whole, yeah. they would have a whole scene where they're all like chasing you through the locker rooms uh, yeah, and stuff like that's that. Good shit. You're trying to evade them, like Sean and yes, Triple H. That's only. what I'm saying. I I yeah. love that shit, man. I, that's one thing I love about wrestling so much. Uh, so yeah, I, I you you blew it away. That yeah. that was yeah, that that's... was super. Uh, like I said, I, I know what the archetype would be, but it's hard for me to like. That's kind of. I mean, I, I talked about Sloppy Joe last week. Yes. And uh, but another one I thought of is I'm not sure what the name would be really, but a name that starts with the letter K. Yeah. So probably like. Kevin or something okay. like that. <laughs> Kyle. Ke- Kevin, Kyle, whatever. Fabe as your last name. Yeah. So you would just be... Oh, K-Fabe. K-Fabe. Yes. Awesome. And uh, I, I don't really know really anything about the character other than the fact at the uh, end of every promo, I say, and you will never break K-Fabe. <laughs> I love it. And I love that. It just little... Sells itself. Yeah, I mean, you know. It pops the boys. The the smart fans know. Yes. Little wink at them. And also wanted wanted my guy, I was just going to say, I wanted him to come out to return to the Mac. That was kind of the Mac. That's where that came from. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite song pretty much. Yeah, it's a great song. Great fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fun. All right, guys. Well, this is a fun, fun little episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do some uh, some FaceTime calls or something. Okay, yeah. Do yeah, one we'll... in the future, maybe extend it out a little bit. You know, because it's just fun. Yeah, riffing about it. You know, you need uh, to get the WWE Network. I might do that. Someday. You have to. Man. You can find. I, I will tell you this. You find stuff. I watch. Never watching anything new. Like mm. it's got so many good things on. It. Yeah. Yeah. You just documentaries and stuff. The, all yeah. the old, any kind of old things you could ever, every single episode of WCW ever done. ECW. Well, I did actually watch some of the old stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just, this is my last thing uh, real quick is uh, some of my fond memories from when I was a real little kid. So this is before you two were around. Okay. Uh, our grandfather, uh, Papaw, we call him Papaw here in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So uh, our, our grandfather, we, he used to have a wood fire stove that heated the whole house. And uh, so I would just open up that – I love to open up that stove and poke around in there and put new logs in to burn. And we would keep that stove going and burning while we put giant pillows on the living room floor and lay down and watch wrestling back in the days of Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and Diesel and The Undertaker. And that, those were good times. That was some, that was some of my earliest memories was the, uh, was the uh, Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior and – yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, uh, no thanks problem, for being man. Here, man. It yeah. was a great time. We'll have to do it again and check out this man's uh, podcast. Yeah. He's got uh, the art of button mash and nerd pulse. Is it just nerd pulse? Yeah, just okay. nerd pulse. And the art of button mash. Yeah, right? the art of button mash. Thanks. The art of button mash is a video game podcast where my friends uh, and I talk about uh, a different video game each episode. Sometimes we have like little audio skits as teasers. Yep. And then the Nerd Pulse is just... Very a, well done, too. The Nerd Pulse yes. is just where my friends and I talk about a nerdy topic, like Harry Potter or Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, Godzilla. Yeah, they're, they're good stuff, so check those out, and, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah, like and uh, subscribe and all that. Uh, all review, that good stuff. You know, podcast stuff. Bury it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to bury it, go bury ahead. Bury it, put it over, anonymously <laughs> bury it. And uh, just... We'll see you next week, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Bye. Ooh, sweet!